Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week we bring to you a woman who's going to help you in some aspect of your life. You know, we, we all want to stay on top of our, our game plan. Uh, I, I'm all about staying, staying sharp, staying on top of things. So we want to find women that can help you do that. So the Women Connect for Good project and the Women Speak project is all about helping you to be at your very best. And that's in your business, that's in your health, that's in your relationships, that is in staying fit and vital. There's so many things that I have left to do, but I have to stay sharp, I have to stay physically fit, and I have to be ready to do all those things. So my list is long, so I keep finding these women. I'm so excited about them because I know each and every time I talk to one, they're a part of our sisterhood. We're all connecting at this deep, deep level of helping one another to really, really make a difference in this world. So my amazing guest today is Ania Bogue. I interviewed Ania almost two years ago, and it was about her wonderful program, which is just thriving and going strong. It's the Real Girl, Real Woman program. Now, Ania has finished her first book, and I'm pleased to have her back to reconnect and talk about it. The name of her book is Nine Ways We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop, A Guide to Helping Girls Reach Their Highest Potential. This is so very, very important. You know, the market and the media just pushes us around to look and be a certain way, and most of it's unrealistic. So Ania's really taking on a wonderful, wonderful aspect of changing all that. She is passionate about empowering girls and women and has dedicated more than half her life to this cause. She says that no one wins in a patriarchal society, and she maintains that since we created this society, we can create a different one where women and girls thrive in every way. She is a powerful advocate for us all, and I'm so happy to, to welcome Ania Bogue back to Women Connect for Good. Well, Anaya, welcome. As I said, two years have gone by quickly. You've been busy. I can tell from your website, the book that you've just written, and everything else going on in your life. We've both been busy, but uh, you're staying the course, which is great. You're, now, now you've got this new book. It's fantastic. Welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Good. Well, you know, this. I was saying earlier, I said, it just seems like, Girls need this more than ever, and bullying and everything that's going on in our schools, in the media, in the marketplace, just really, really pushes not, pushes girls as well as women to be a certain way, to act a certain way if they want to be loved. And I think so these programs are more important for even more than ever, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I always start out by asking the personal story because we, I know there's no mistakes why people end up doing what they're doing. For me, working with the Women Speak Projects and the Women Connect for Good Foundation, by the way, I have a foundation now, so it's nice. been important about connecting smart, amazing women and networking them and creating a sisterhood, but also then helping other women who are coming up that chain, coming up that ladder to do the same thing. You're starting with girls, which is even more important, but your story uh, about how you got started really tells a lot about how a lot of girls uh, get started and how, how much they need this program as well. I include that story at the beginning of the book because I think it informs just so much of my work, and it's really what made me so determined to um, do my part in, in 
creating a different dynamic and experience for girls so they wouldn't end up in the same position. So, so in, in a nutshell, basically, uh, you know, at the first nine years of my life, uh, you know, I really felt like I could do just about anything. I remember very clearly being in fourth grade and feeling uh, unstoppable. And as I moved into adolescence, that changed radically. Um, and, and suddenly, instead of being sort of the driving force and my own personal needs being the driving force in, in every decision I made from who I spent time with, what I said, what I wore, how I behaved, um, it, it suddenly changed and was much more uh, defined by what I thought boys would think, um, how it would impact them, would, would they like me, and so on and so forth. And um, that sort of culminated in, by the time I was the age of 16, I was in a full-blown abusive relationship, um, mentally, emotionally, and eventually physically. And um, I really became determined when I came out of that, because I'd come from a very structured, wonderful home. My parents are still together, very much in love. Um, there were a lot of really good things about my upbringing. I thought, wow, if I could end up here, what, I mean, there's so many other girls just don't even have a hope, you know, to yeah. end up in this situation where they feel like I'm, I don't deserve more or it, all that matters is that I have a boyfriend because that defines my, my worth. So I've really spent basically from the time I was 20 and came out of that relationship um, on this mission, first to figure out how I could have ended up there and, and, and how it, I, what I could do to, to prevent that from happening um, mm -hmm. with other girls and women. Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 think, I think all of our stories really are very, very similar. And I, and I really do. I see girls struggling. Of course, you know, when you, we, we have to look at the marketplace. We have to look at the media that really does push young girls to be sexy when they're so young. I mean, they dress sexy, be sexy if you want to be loved. Again, that be young, be beautiful, be thin. Young girls are getting correct, uh, getting plastic surgery at early ages before they're even developing. We're, we're pushing girls at such an early age to mature. And, and of course, I think girls are, are, they are maturing physically more, uh, more rapidly, but not maybe mentally or spiritually or all of the above. But there really is, I mean, there is really a push for girls to grow up very, very quickly without really enjoying who they are, even beginning to understand who they are in the whole process. Well, and I think the biggest factor there, the thing that's most concerning to me is, you know, as you said, it, there's no question that we've got, for a variety of reasons, you know, girls and boys are moving into into adolescence, you know, at a, at a younger and younger age. You know, most parents don't understand, they don't realize that for girls, you know, those changes, those hormonal changes that sort of start the whole, you know, puberty party uh, begin as early as the age of seven or eight. But the most important thing is while we are telling girls that they need to be sexy, what, what's really missing there is we're not telling girls that they need to be anything for themselves. Yeah. We're consistently telling them that whether it's the way that they look, uh, you know, sexy, you know, pretty, thin, so on and so forth, their behavior, being nice, all of those things we tell them are about pleasing other people, not yeah. pleasing themselves. And that, to me, is the, the, the greatest source of damage yeah. that we're doing. Absolutely. These could be women who basically don't have a mind of their own and everything they do is about everyone else and they wonder they wonder why they end up depressed, they wonder why abusive relationships and they wonder why they end up with other emotional, physical and psychological issues. But again, exactly. they haven't been told about their value. I was listening to someone talk about the, their 
I was standing next to a woman in a, in a checkout line. She was pregnant, but she had a little toddler with her, and she kept calling him a little man. And this was probably a toddler. He was probably less than, he might have been 20 months. You know, he was walking maybe close to two or whatever, but she was calling him a little man. And, and it's interesting how we start to, to give children labels very early on. He was about as much as a little man as, you know, as, as I was. You know, the point is, is that we start telling these children very, very early who they are. You know, I, I, I do have daughters, I do have granddaughters, and, and they do talk a lot about princesses. But at least now, with Brave and some of the different medias, there's, there's starting to be a trend where they're saying you, you can be strong, you can be capable, you can care for yourself, and you can make a difference in the world. And this is something that is very exciting. And, and do you see any, any trends out there that are starting to uh, affect girls, I mean, besides your program, that really says, hey, you know, girls, little girls, you can be, you can be strong, you can be capable. You can be smart. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so first of all, I just I don't want to let this opportunity pass. The the, the first thing that you said about the, the this mother referring, calling her 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 son little man. Uh-huh. You know, interestingly enough, what we do with girls while we're sort of simultaneously talking, you know, pushing them to be you know sexy too soon, um, uh, is is that we really. All of our other language is telling them to be little girls, right? We, right. Be we pretty. Be pretty. Be, call be women. sweet. Be sweet. That's right. Not only be sweet, but we literally call it baby girl. We call women girls. How often do we call men boys? And, yeah. and certainly, when, if we did it, would they not be offended on some level? So even this idea of like, you know, keeping, you know, this is my my, my criticism of, of um, or my, let me say, concern, because criticism certainly sounds judgmental and it's not meant to be, but, you know, my, I, I always tell fathers that the number one thing that I see with dads is this, what I call daddy's little girl parenting. So this yeah. perpetual, these messages that you are going to be a perpetual little girl. Girls remain girls forever, whereas boys grow up to be men, and here you have this example of this mother. In terms of messages that are improving, and I think that, you, you know, calling out brave is just a wonderful example, Maleficent is also a really wonderful, um, I, you know, I went to see it a, a few weeks ago with my daughter, and I was a little hesitant at first, and um, I just felt, I thought it was just so important, again, like showing this strong female character that, that you know, although had faced this horrifically tragic experience, and I thought it was interesting to give the whole backstory instead of just making this female character evil, mm-hmm. um, and, and the, the fact that she maintained her sense of personal agency and her will and her ability to face this horrific problem she had and figure out a way through. And interestingly, of course, you know, the, the fact that you see in the end that even the, the, the true love's kiss is completely transformed in the movie, which I think is also sends a really important message to girls, that we're not damsels in distress whose, right. whose ability and value are defined by the men that we bring into our lives, but that they exist within ourselves and, in fact, can be inspired by other, other girls and other women. I think right. it's a beautiful and important message. Yeah, and 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 again, yeah, I, I still think that we're that women are starving, girls are starving for positive role models, and these are these are great examples of little girls can go, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I want to be like her. I wanna I want to grow up and be like her. I want to have all those skills. Well, you know, for for me, I've been doing this longer than you have, but part of it has always been about developing a sisterhood. You know, it, it becomes more and more apparent to me 
you know, I, back in you know back in the nineties, I, I I would say probably I was a little bit more radical. I, I, I you know I carried maybe a big stick, thinking I could get things done that way. Well, I know that's not going to work that way. But it's really been about this journey for me is finding other like-minded women like yourself who basically basically get it and understand that if we don't start at a very basic level with young girls and later with young women, we, we are going to miss the mark as far as them starting to really connect with other women, other girls. You know, they, there's statistics out there, and, and there, you know, you see it over and over again, that women that have gone to... Uh, Universities that are all women universities tend to do better. Well, the right. reason, of course, is they're not, they don't have men to compete over, and they really have to learn to get along with each other. And we're finding a lot of our great women who are coming, uh, our great leaders have been coming out of universities, all women universities or colleges. You know, Hillary Clinton went to Wellesley. I mean, there are, there are many, many women who are basically saying, I, I played sports and I, play, and I, and I came from an all-girls school. And, and, again, I think this sisterhood, the women that develop the sisterhood and develop this, this core group of women in their life really do so much better and really have such, such better self-esteem and, and self-knowledge as, as compared to other women. And I, I don't know what you think about that, but that's what I'm learning more and more each and every year. Yeah, there's no question. You know, one of the things that I, uh, one of the, the, the components of Real Girl that I created um, that I honestly did on instinct uh, for, for all of the reasons, I mean, the th- exactly the reasons we're talking about right now based on what you just said, um, I, I call it sister acknowledgement. And the way that we begin every single session, whether it's a three-hour workshop, it's a full-day workshop, it's our nine-week, pro- whatever, every girl has her her name in a t- in a tiny envelope that goes into our magic bowl and they each pick a name sometimes they pick themselves they have to keep it secret and observe that person or observe themselves and the very last thing that we do is each girl we go around the circle and she acknowledges at least one she speaks one positive observation she's made and i cannot tell you how it transforms these girls to hear other girls I get emotional talking about it. Speak positive words to 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 give positive acknowledgments to each other. To sit and have to positively acknowledge themselves because they've already been told by the age of nine that to yeah. say good things about yourself is conceited. Yeah. It is. It is. Well, yeah, there's absolutely. always strength in unity, and and hopefully uh, we're, we're working toward a toward a, a reality where. There is unity not only among women, but that we we someday, hopefully in my lifetime, but who knows, we we truly create and understand the, the unity that exists in in men and women working together, and not um, this this false sense of you know women's empowerment means disempowering men, which is absurd. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, a lot yeah, of work I, ahead of us. I, I think that's <laughs> totally absolutely correct. This really isn't about men. This is about women. This is about women really, really stepping up to the plate and really supporting one another. I know personally that I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't that the women that I'm standing on their shoulders. And I think we need to understand that more and more is that really for us to get ahead and for us to really, really take on the roles and, and the fair pay and, and the leadership roles that we, that we ha- have, 
uh, and will continue to have, it's going to be because of our sisterhood and, and the fact that we really are uh, supporting one another. Yeah, I mean, I see it all the time. I've had groups of women, once they start to really talk about their feelings and about some of the things that, some of those, you know, some of those things that they were taught, be pretty, uh, you know, my, my grandmother used to tell me, she goes, well, I, can't, I would come to, come to her and be upset about something, and she'd say, well, I guess you showed your petticoat, you know, and it was interesting just to hear those things. My, I heard beauty is as beauty does. I mean, we heard these things, and, and don't be, don't, don't, uh, don't be big-headed, you know. I mean, again, women don't toot their horns. They don't talk about their accomplishments. They don't talk about what they're good at. You can be standing in a networking uh, event and find out later the woman you were sitting next to could be a Supreme Court judge, and you never even found that out. I mean, it's amazing that uh, we don't share our stories. We don't share the important things about us which make us unique and so valuable. And those are, those are things, as you said, girls need to start talking about early on because each and every one of them is so unique and special. Well, we need to give them permission to do it, and and that's what I see with girls is is you know especially it's almost like the younger that you get them you know because there's so much programming that 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 so becomes so deeply embedded in in the early years, which is is why I think it's so important that that parents know you know I say from the time she's in the womb like start becoming conscious of this, start realizing the power of language and and the, the what these things mean you know just like you said the, the these phrases that your grandmother used you know some of them we say we we don't we don't mean any harm to our children we have the best of intentions sure. but and this is why part of the reason i wrote the book was to really raise awareness about all of these things that are sort of hiding in plain sight in our language in our traditions in our you know that that we just keep perpetuating and in in doing so perpetuating messages of female inferiority um, that are not going to change if we don't become aware <laughs> and, yeah. and start doing it differently. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I well, let me let me I ask you a question because, as you said, you you do have a, of course, your own personal background, but you've been watching girls through the years and women as well. But but again, you have a daughter that's graduated and going to college, and you have one that's still in elementary school. How do you think? How do you think you're treating them differently, or you see different th- different things happening to them based on? Again, you you know you've got two continuums basically going on there with one in, one in uh, past that you know going to, leaving home, going away to yeah. college, and one still at home. How right. do you see that working for you? I mean, you're a mother. You're you're knowledgeable about this. This is a great uh, this is a great comparison. Well, the, it's interesting because I think the. Uh, you know, I I am I have continued to to grow um, and 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 learn over the last you know in in between my my two girls so my oldest is eighteen my youngest is five going on six so mm-hmm. I say the biggest challenge is is you know the what my little one sees from my older one which is mostly good and sometimes challenging but sure. I what I know and this is I think speaks to how important it is and how much better we can do when we become aware is that as my awareness has grown I have done things differently I did them well with my older daughter I'm doing them I think even better with my younger daughter um, and and so you know this is this is why it's important but it's it's challenging I mean parenting is the hardest job on the planet I, I really I really believe it yeah. is also the most I agree. important I agree with that yeah so so your your daughter your 18 year old 
I mean, again, going, in fact, in fact, I think that's probably one of the more difficult times, too, is leaving home and going away to the, the college or the university, is that she's going to be on her own now. She's going to be out there, and there's going to be a lot of people that have not had the nutrient and not had the, the, the wonderful parenting that you have given to her. So, again, it comes back to that, you know, how, how, how does a young woman have herself during those times when it becomes even more difficult to maintain identity when you're thrown into a university setting, which basically, you know, there's lots and lots of comparisons going on that even more so than, and they're tough. It's a tough time. It is, and I think that, that that's what we always have to keep in mind as parents. You know, when I was a teacher in the classroom uh, many years ago, my objective, I, I believed what made me or what the, the measure of my, um, how effective I had been as a teacher was, was, was based on how little my students need me, how, how much they could think critically on their own, how much they could, uh, how much more that they knew that they could take forward on their journey. And I, I parent in the same way. So my goal has always been, that I wanted her to have a clear sense of personal agency, of being in charge, of being a, having the tools within her to create her own path, to trust her instincts when something doesn't feel right out in the world, whether it's interacting with a person or being in a particular environment. And so although I, you know, of course have these like, ooh, is she going to be okay, yeah. um, I have not, we have very consciously been been careful and of creating opportunities for her to slowly go out into the world and practice using those tools we've been giving her and 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 and, and practicing with her sense of agency so that she um, now that she's going to be further away from us than she's ever been she's going up to, to school in Canada um, that that we'll have a better sense of she's got this we've, yeah. we've done a yeah. good job and now she can do this on her own that should always be the goal i think of, yeah. of parenting is well, to well and of course the other thing that you're that is so very very important is communication keeping lines of communication open but you know we do know that you be, we become the people we spend time with and i think that's where it gets difficult even for adults even for for all women is that how who we choose to spend time with or who where we spend the you know where we're spending the time with whom that you know we do become those people so it is always a it is always a measure as to you know really what kind of information is out there and what's available to us as far as the choices that we do make you know Absolutely. you know one of the things that you talk a lot about and i think is important is bullying because not only with young girls it's going on in the workplace as well with women uh you know i recently talked to a young woman she was actually a professor in a, in a local university that basically was pretty much run out of the department because they decided that they really didn't like her, that she didn't really fit in. So to me, it's really amazing that even at this point that women are bullying women and girls are bullying and girls are bullying other girls. So, right. you know, this is, in fact, I just did a whole series, we did a whole series of blogs on mean girls, mean women, and I cannot tell you the number of people that just responded to that. Mean girls, mean women. That you know, it's it's to me, it's it's almost uh, it's sad and it's unfortunate. And but I'm glad we're getting that out in the open that people really, it's going on and people are upset about it. Well, it's clearly, I mean, bullying and mean girl behavior. I mean, any this sort of cattiness between girls and between women, uh, to me, is a clear, clear symptom of how uh, really, really what I what I call the self-esteem crisis among yeah. girls and women. It's it, the, the low self-esteem, a lack of self-value is absolutely at the core of both the mean girl or bullying behavior, right, the, 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 the need to bully, 
Um, and also it is the very thing that makes somebody a target for it. And so until we get, I mean, t- to the bottom of this and we start building girls' and women's sense of self-value, this is yeah. going to continue to be a growing problem yeah. in whatever context, you know, school or uh, work or, or whatever. I'm glad you're an advocate for that because so, I think this is something we're going to have to continue to work with as we continue to help women and girls develop that self-esteem and really have that strong self-view of self that they're able to, to uh, again, act in a, in a more responsible and a more caring uh, way. I mean, I think this, it does go back to responsibility. And, and, again, people need to understand that. Well, you know, this is a good, it's a great book. We, uh, we haven't talked so much about it, but I, I think, well, we've been talking all around the topics themselves. But the nine ways we're screwing up our girls and how we can stop and it's called A Guide to Helping Girls Reach Their Highest Potential. And I think, I think that, that is exactly what, what, what we're both doing, is that as long as we're connecting dots and we're connecting people with, with all those, those tools, and I guess that's what we're doing. We're trying to give these girls tools. We're giving them more things that they can use to, to grow up, to be responsible, caring, sensitive women. And, and I guess that sensual instead of sexy is what we really want women to start thinking about, is being sensual, being I care. always say that we, we, want, we want girls and women to be the subjects of their own sexuality rather than the objects of someone else's. To, again, that's all tied into personal agency, and I think that we'll, we'll, we'll quickly change the, change the world if we can give women permission to feel in charge of themselves in every way. Yeah. Say that again, because I really like that. Give, give women permission to, again, but yes. say that again. Give give women give girls and women permission to really be in charge of themselves in in every aspect of their lives and help them to you know believe that they have the capacity for that because we absolutely have it in us we've just been told from the time we were young that we don't and that we are capable we're extremely capable we're a lot stronger than we when we than we've been given credit for there's no absolutely. doubt about it I know I sure I sure have uh, in the last several years become a lot stronger and and uh, of course I hope my daughters continue to see me as a mentor and a role model that, that they can continue to come to and vice versa. I've learned a lot from them as well. And I think that's the point is that we do need mentors. Mentors, uh, we need to mentor another woman or even mentor young girls, but we also need mentors ourselves. So we, that is a continual process of learning and growing. Uh, I, I don't think, I think the more I know, the less I know. I think I'm figuring that one out. But but again, you're right. The, the bottom line is self-esteem. It is it is the self-knowledge and, and having oneself that really can you can you can handle anything if you have those things. So, well, I want to congratulate you, Ania, on this book uh, and, and your project and your girl, real women and real girl projects. I think they're wonderful. What would you like everyone to know about what's going on and, and where they can get the book and all the above? Uh, well, the book is available through uh, BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com, and um, in you know stores here and there, uh, here and in Canada. And um, our Real Girl and Real Women uh, programs. There's information about them at uh, RealGirlPrograms.com and Aneabog.com. Um, and you know, I'm always happy to respond to emails and answer questions that anybody happens to have. Uh, yeah, I noticed on your website it's very user-friendly and, and that girls can come in and ask questions uh, and get involved and start that way. Well, good luck with your, with your new college student. And, Thank of course, you. 
in, <laughs> in all in all things that you're doing, and congratulations on your new book. And and let's stay connected. Uh, we'll do what we can at Women Connect for Good and the Women Speak Project to to get the word out for your book and what you're doing. Because once you're connected with us, we are a sisterhood. So uh, I pledge to be a part of your sisterhood as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much.